This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560 on this somber day. Uh, 9-11, the 22nd anniversary. We'll get into that in a moment. First, our impossible question of the day from, from Friday. I almost said Saturday, but Friday. We don't have them on Saturdays. Name the horror film director who got his start in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That would be George A. Romero, who I don't know who that is, but Charlie probably does. So Charlie says, yes, he knows who that is. Romero went on to say, I still joke that Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy as the scariest film I've ever made. Laugh out loud. So he did these films. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Martin, and Day of the Dead. Those are his films. So there you go. Today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. In 2019, 34% of Americans reported that this word annoys them more than any other conversational word or phrase. What is the word? So 30, and this is in 2019, 34% of Americans reported that this word annoys them more than any others. So answer that on the RushToReason.com website. All right, first snow in the high country. A lot of you noticed that this morning. Yes, it was a little chilly last night, even chillier up in the mountains. Is that a sign of things to come? Who knows? Are we going to have a bad winter? I don't know. You're, you hear all sorts of different predictions and so on. And really, there's only one. Uh, there's only one that knows God Himself. Other than that, no one knows. And I mean that sincerely. There's all sorts of predictors, and people can guess at different things and so on. And who knows? You know, armors, armors, falmanac, falmanac, almanac. The Falmanac, I guess I could call it, Charlie. The Farmer's Almanac. I'll shorten that up. The Almanac says we're going to have a worse-than-average winter, but who knows? It's really hard to say. So I'm going to start this hour. Don't have any guests this hour. I don't believe. Let me double-check. I don't think our first guest until 4. Yep, till 4 o'clock, so we're, we're free this hour. So I'm going to throw this question out to all of you. Given that it is September 11th, where were you when you knew what was going on. Maybe somebody informed you. Maybe you turned on the news. Maybe you were listening to the radio or the news or whatever. Uh, I was not. I'll tell you my story in a moment. I've told it before. But on September 11th, those attacks caused the deaths of, this is in Wikipedia, so I'm not going to give their numbers because they give the number of everyone, including the hijackers. I'm not putting the hijackers into the number. Sorry, that does... To me, that does disservice to all those that actually lost their lives that day. The number of victims that died was 2,977. There were 19 
hijackers, and I'm not adding them into that number. I know Wikipedia does, but I'm not going to. So the 2977 is without the hijackers. Andy texted me, actually left me a voicemail prior to coming on air today, and Andy is correct, and thank you uh, not only for the reminder, Andy, but for for verifying what I was going to say, because you're not going to hear this out of probably anyone today. What really was the cause of September 11th? Islam. The hate of Western civilization, the hate of Christianity, is what caused September 11th. You can argue with me. You can agree with me. I don't believe in all of the conspiracy theories that are out there. Now, does our government know more of what goes on at times than they'll probably lead on? Absolutely. That I do believe. Were they the cause of this? I don't know. Could they have prevented it? Don't know. Do I think personally we went to war with the wrong country? Yes. Saudi Arabia, I believe, had a lot more to do with 9-11 than we'll ever admit. That's a whole nother conversation probably for a different day. Is that conspiratorial? No. They backed these individuals and even put them through school, if you would. That's a proven fact. There's no conspiracy about that. Did Saudi Arabia have any repercussions over what happened on 9-11? No. Not really. Not really. So I am one that will tell you that the real cause of 9-11 was Islam itself. And the hatred of Western civilization and Christianity specifically, that's what caused 9-11. You can go around and have all the conspiracy theories you want, but let's not, let's not forget what Islam is all about and the fact that these were Islamic terrorists that caused this. So I'll leave it at that. Joe, you're up. Go ahead, sir. John, you wanted a story, and I told this one last year, but uh, for those who Always a good story. It, I, I, I don't mind hearing it again, Joe. All right. The uh, morning of 9-11, I had just boarded a plane in, at DIA on my way to Chicago for a trade show. And we'd been in the air for about an hour, and all of a sudden the pilot comes on and says, Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a national emergency declared, and we've been directed to land at the nearest suitable airport. And in our case, that's Epley Field in Omaha. And at this point, nobody knows what the emergency is. So, you know, we put down in Omaha, and we deboard the plane. And as I, you know, get come to the jet bridge, I'm looking up at the TV monitors, and here's the World Trade Center is both smoking. So and no one on the plane told you what was going on? Not, no. no okay. one, nobody in the plane. So I, I didn't know it until we got out and started to look at the monitors, and then we see two, you know, two different planes, terrorist attack, and then coming over the loudspeakers in the airport, its airport has been closed until, you know, all air traffic mm-hmm. has been grounded. Um, all air traffic grounded, uh, you know, airports closed until further notice. Um, so I hightail it towards the uh, ticket counters because I figure, okay, I'm not going to Chicago, and, you know, and who knows how long before this airport opens. So I'm going to get a car and, and drive back to Denver. So I get to the uh, rental car counters, and the lines are just, you know, ridiculous. But fortunately, I was like a premier member with Avis and Hertz. So I go out to the parking garage because they have these uh, premier kiosks if you're a, right. like a gold member. You can pass all the lines, basically. Right, and you go to right to the right to the parking garage. So I go down there, and they're Avis, and I walk into the guy, and I said, you know, I'm the, you know, whatever, Premier, do you have any cars? He said, I've got one car left. I said, no, do you have any cars for a one-way rental to Denver? He said, I've got one left. It's a four-door sedan. 
I said, I'll take it. So I, I take You don't even care at that point what it is. Does it have wheels and does it drive? Right. So I got the keys in my hand. Uh, but I figure, okay, uh, no sense me taking this big car back to Denver by myself. So I go back upstairs near the ticket counters where these, and I say to, I announce, I've got a car and going to Denver. Does anybody need a ride? Well, this United flight attendant runs up to me and she said, would you have room for me and my girlfriend? I said, sure. She said, don't move. And she, she said, I'll be right back. Let me find her. So she comes back a few minutes later with her girlfriend flight attendant. And the, the other flight attendant says, would you have room for our pilot in your car? I said, sure. So the four of us, the two flight attendants, myself and the pilot, you know, we get in my car and we hit the road to Denver. And we're looking at about a seven-hour drive back to Denver from mm-hmm. Omaha. And as we're going, we have the, the news on, of course. You right. Know, and, John, it was the most, and they're all talking about, you know, their friends, because obviously I think uh, at least two of the flights, if not three, were United flights. And they're talking about, gee, I wonder if Sally was on this flight. I wonder if and saying, that, you know, Bob normally flies that route. John, it was the most somber seven hours I've ever spent in my entire life. Uh Mm. You know, it just really, you know, and the, you know, the girls were crying, mm. you know, the tears running down right. their face. Right, and, which there were a lot never, of people doing that, by the way. John, I'll never forget that seven-hour car ride Wow, uh, with those three United employee, employees. Well, you're a good man for doing what you did, by the way. Well, John, I, it would have been selfish of me. I agree. The big, big car by I agree. back to Denver. Um, and by the way, when, once I got back to Denver, I see there's armed soldiers at the entrance to mm. the terminal building right. with M-16s. Right. Okay, well, my car is in the terminal parking garage. Which you have and to get so, in and retrieve. Right, so I, I pull into the Avis, and the guy says, are you returning the, Are you, you returning this car? I said, I don't know yet. I said, if I can get into the parking garage, if your shuttle can get me into the parking garage, and I can retrieve my car, you can have this car, otherwise I'm keeping it. Mm-hmm. So their shuttle was able to get me to the parking garage and was able to retrieve my car in which case i drove back to the avis lot and gave him the keys to the car but john as long as i live i'll never forget that's well mm. never i'll never forget the entire experience including getting off the jet bridge and and watching the towers and smoke and then the, the seven-hour car ride with those two flight attendants and the pilot amazing and, and and as you know it changed i'll we'll talk about this a little bit today it changed you know not only air travel but other means of travel on you know in a, in a significant way from that point forward whether you like it or not those were the repercussions of what happened that day life will life will never be the same in this country yeah and uh, and in that respect ben laden did accomplish you know yep. some of the things he wanted to accomplish yeah and, and thank so. you for saying that by the way i mean we, we i haven't said his name i don't want to give that you know that group of individuals too much credit on the same token you know much to andy's you know voicemail and text message prior you're not going to hear this out of the news media and even a lot of other stations today but you heard our you know, you even heard Don Crawford Sr., our owner of this company, talking about the real cause of 9-11. And let's not forget what that is. And a lot of, a lot of news agencies are not going to say that, by the way. No, it, it was the, it was the, the uh, followers of Islam, you know. And That's right. Radical. Hatred of this country, you know, the followers there, the hatred of and so on that caused what happened there. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. So, no, and Don Crawford and you are both exactly right, John. It was, uh, you know, the extreme, you know, the extreme followers of Islam. And which still exists to this day. I mean, 
in uh, that's in, right. Uh, that's right, Joe. Thank you for Iran. saying that. They still they still do their daily daily prayers. You know, death to America. That's right. Yeah, and let's not forget that. And again, I I know there's a lot of folks out there, conspiracy theories and so on, and which I do, as you know, I do not you know buy into. Uh, like I opened up and said, does our government know things at times that it doesn't share with the public? Absolutely. But do I believe they were behind this attack and did they bring the towers down and did they? You know, have extra, you know, did they dynamite the place down and so on? No, Joe, I, I'm sorry. I just no. don't believe in all that nonsense. No, it is, it is complete nonsense. And somebody said, well, it couldn't get hot enough to melt. Yes, it can. Well, it, what happens, it softens the steel. And That's it, right. It, yes, it doesn't liquefy. It, the temperature wasn't hot enough to liquefy the steel. Oh, but it, it can sure bend, Joe. I, I've been around enough hot steel in my life to know how that works. You know, you know my background. And uh, I used to, John. I used to form metal with a with an acetylene. That's board. right. That's right. Pe- people don't under people that have never been around those things talk in ways like they're experts when they're not. Yeah, because I've seen all this these crazy. Well, no, the jet fuel only gets to so many degrees, and that's not hot enough to melt steel. You don't have to melt it. You just have to soften it. That's right. And that's what caused the especially the way those were built. Yes, um, you know, it, you, you take out one element. And then the rest of the elements can't hold yep. the weight. And That's right. Just like house house of cards. That's right. I mean, I, again, I, I don't want to get off on a bunch of rabbit trails because it's not. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, what happened happened. The core cause of it, and those that say that the airplanes really didn't crash in, and blah blah. I mean, they're ju- it's just a bunch of knuckleheads when they talk like that, Joe. You can see from the video imagery and people on the on the ground hearing the planes crash in. I mean, there's eyewitness accounts of it happening. Thousands of people. Thousands of people didn't see the first one, but thousands of people, including they have TV crews broadcasting it live. Yep, you saw it. TV crews, TV crews broadcast live the second plane. That's right. Hitting so you know That's literally right. million, millions of people saw the second plane hit the second tower live. That's right. Camera. That's right. So, Joe, as always, I appreciate you, sir, very much. My pleasure, John. Have a good one. Bob and Thornton, hang tight. We'll take a quick break, come back to you. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith wants to help you with all of your future finances. There's a free dinner. All you have to do is have your financial analysis done for free as well. So free analysis, free dinner. Contact him today, klzradio.com. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, we just talked to Joe talking about driving from Omaha all the way to Denver. Make sure that your vehicle is in condition where it would do that. An extreme auto repair can help you with that, especially as we head into winter. 303-841-1071. 
The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. Roof Savers of Colorado, find out what your what condition your roof's in. If you've had some issues through the summer months here, make sure that things are the way they need to be as we head into winter, and Dave Hart can do that for you. Roof Inspection, 303-710-6916. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. All right, find out if solar is right for you. Alan Davis can tell you if it is. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that renting electricity from Excel Energy and other power providers will cost you more and more every year. The new solar energy financial incentives are exciting because they allow a homeowner who has good sunlight on the roof of their home to pay much less for their electricity versus renting that electricity from the power company. Now there's a push to install smart meters in Colorado homes too. And that means in addition to the huge annual power bill increases, We'll have even more to pay due to the smart meter rollout. That is on top of the fact that most power companies in Colorado have dramatically increased their annual power bills far past the normal historical annual increases. Now it's common to see 15 to 20% annual increases if you continue to rent your electricity from the power companies. Typically, those who get solar installed pay about two-thirds less than they were going to pay the power company over the next 25 years. That's money back in your pocket, and you get to determine your electricity future. Call Alan Davis now at 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Bob and Thornton, you're next. Hi, John. Say, uh, yeah, this is a, kind of a landmark in my lifetime. I was in 
on September 11th, uh, 2001, I was in uh, a place called Peggy's Cove, which is outside of Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, which yeah, I, I know where that is, actually. Yeah, which yeah. is a beautiful place. Yes, it is. And uh, ironically enough, on September 2nd of 98, uh, a Swiss airplane that left JFK crashed into the ocean there, and they never have figured out whatever happened with that plane. That's right. I, f- I forgot about that, actually. Thank you for the reminder. I was in the uh, public restroom at the uh, Peggy's Cove, and I heard two people uh, talking about uh, a plane ran into one of the buildings in uh, New York City. They didn't say anything, and it brought me back to, and I wasn't alive then, but sometime in the 1930s, uh, a stray airplane uh, lost the uh, Empire State Building in the fog and ran into it on a Sunday morning. didn't really cause too much death or destruction other than the pilots of the mm-hmm. plane. But it wasn't a, uh, an intentional thing. But anyway, so here I am in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, now uh, there's no way to fly out of there because they didn't fly, you know. Right. They were landing people in Halifax. They were landing people in Goose Bay, Labrador, and uh, Thule, Greenland. We got a couple of air bases there. The people of Halifax uh, were taking people into their homes. During World War One, they had a, 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 an incident in Halifax Harbor that killed uh a few thousand people, two, two uh, boats that were loaded with armaments uh, collided in their harbor, and, and uh, the explosion uh, killed many, many people in Halifax. I so they, didn't know that. Uh, you know, they knew about that right. kind of thing. Right. So anyway, I had a hotel room, and they said, well, you better stay in your hotel room, otherwise it'll be gone in, in a minute. And then finally had to take an 11-hour ferry boat to Portland, Maine, and then I drove a uh, rented car from there. Well, I stayed there for a couple of days in in uh, Maine, and then I thought, well, I better head on home with this rented car, and then I went as far as Buffalo, New York, my hometown, and I, had, uh, I still had a couple of relatives there, and I stayed there for a couple of days, and then eventually... Uh, the air traffic opened up uh, minimally, and I was able to get a plane and turn the car in in Buffalo and fly back to Denver. Mm-hmm. But I was out of the country and didn't really know how to get back wow. other than this uh, right. little ferry boat. Uh, and when we pulled into uh, Portland, Maine, we were escorted in there by the U.S. Coast Guard. <laughs> they had, uh, you could look, and they had, uh, on the deck, they had... Uh, armed uh, Coast Guardsmen uh, just uh, escorting that boat into Portland. Wow. It was, it was, uh, and it was the eerie thing about it, John, was, uh, and I stayed there in a little town uh, in Maine outside of Portland in a mom and pop uh, little motel. And it was, uh, and you'd walk along the beach just for something to do. And it was an eerie silence. Hmm. It was, no aircraft. That's right. No noise hmm. of any aircraft. It hmm. was very strange. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I finally made it back to Denver. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was to be out of the country. Right. And, and to, 
for that to happen when I was sitting on this rock in this Peggy's Cove on the Atlantic coast and thinking, oh, a plane crash. And the, and the, and the flight number was 111. Right. Uh, That's right. That's right. 1998 left uh, Kennedy, got that far and just wow. ditched the ocean. And to this day, they have no, no clue as to what happened. Amazing. Bob, good story. Thank you, by the way. Appreciate that. Uh, Craig, John, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back, and I'll get to you guys in a moment. High Five Plumbing is next. Uh, when it comes to plumbing, make sure that you're dialed in for a winner. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind. Until they back up, High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter, they have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment, which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Michael Bailey Law makes sure that your end-of-life planning is all handled, and Michael will help you with that. Find him at klzradio.com. I want you to know that there are similarities between wearing glasses and estate planning, even if they're not the same thing. Glasses help you see things more clearly, and an estate plan, done with me, helps you see more clear where your stuff is going to go in the future. Glasses can help you drive better, but if you wear your estate plan on your face while you're driving, nah, that could be disastrous. I got my glasses when I was 12. You probably don't need an estate plan if you're 12, but if you're over the age of 18 and have a car, clothes, or a nice pair of glasses, you need an estate plan. The state will tie your assets up in probate for years if you don't have an estate plan, and it gives you the peace of mind that your family won't have to fight to execute your will. You don't need me to get glasses, but you do need me to write a customized, comprehensive plan for you. Contact me at klzradio.com estate today to see your future clearly. Dr. Scott Faulkner, he is the alternative to big pharma and big medicine. Call him today. I had somebody over the weekend asking, who would you recommend? That's Dr. Scott, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and integrative health care, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. 
Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back asking the question, where were you when you heard about 9-11 and what was happening uh, that, you know, that day? And uh, Craig and Thornton, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, on 9-11, I was working for CDOT out of Castle Rock. And we started out in the morning on our regular patrol to move debris out of the road and mm. check for any problems. And, it, and Denver called and sent us back to the shed. Mm. So we went back to the shed, and, and there on the TV, we sat and watched both planes hit. Wow. And pretty much it's it's a boring story except for... The way that CDOT reacted was to call everybody back into the shed in case there was something else going on. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that. I assume that's what they did just to be prepared because, again, as a country, we didn't know how many more of these were going to happen. Was it isolated? Was it going to happen across the country? I mean, Craig, no one knew at that point. No, none of us did. And we were all stunned. Yeah. It was, it was just amazing. We went ahead and worked out the rest of the shift, but sitting in the shed. Mm. Did they? Did you guys have to go back out? I mean, it wasn't a time where we had a bunch of snow or anything like that. And, and honestly, as you know, traffic in general really diminished a lot that day because people really were in awe of what had happened. Yeah, it, it all pretty much shut down. We stayed in the shed until the end of our shift. Hmm. And our and our next shift was pretty much normal. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Craig, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. That's what we're asking. What were you guys doing? You know, give us some stories along those lines. And how did you find out what was going on that day? John and Cheyenne, you're next. Hey, John. So I think I told you this last year. But Doesn't matter. There's a lot of new people listening that didn't hear the story. Same as Joe. And, and by the way, I should have mentioned this for all of you that would like to share that three zero three. Four seven seven five six zero zero. Don't forget, you can text us as well. I'll share it uh, out of the text line as well. Three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. But go ahead, John. Continue. Well, I was on the fifteenth floor of one Metro Tech Center in downtown Brooklyn. Wow. And I was. We were. Just give you. A, uh, Metro Tech is uh, a block and a half from the Brooklyn side of the Brooklyn Bridge. So contacts. Okay. And and I was sitting there at my desk doing my job. I was working for the utility back then there. Right. And I looked out the window, and the North Tower was on smoking. And I looked at my boss because his desk was his desk his back was to the window when he was sitting there. I said, "Hey, the World Trade Center's on fire," and he was like, "Oh, shut up!" I said, "No, it's on fire." And uh, so we turned around. We're looking at it. I don't know if you know this, but New York City has a uh, 24-7 news station on the radio. Okay. It's been on, it's been on the air for like 
80 years or something, you know, one of those original radio stations. Mm-hmm. Right. And their thing is all news all the time. So we grabbed the little transistor radio and turned it on, and they, the original reports were a plane, a small plane hit the World Trade Center. Well, then we're all sit, standing there looking out the window. Everybody's looking, right? Because what else do you do? Right. And we all watched the second plane go into the South Tower. Uh, wow. So at that point, we all knew what was going on. A lot of people panicked in the building. Um, they were all, you know, people... Even though we were only on the 15th floor, they were like, I got to get out of this building. I got to get downstairs. And, you know, security and the bosses were like, it's not safe to go out there. Why don't you just stay here? Because right away after that second plane hit, they shut. And I don't know if you do this. They shut all the bridges and tunnels down. I did know that. Just because, again, they they didn't, like our last caller, that nobody knew what was going on. Okay. They also shut the subway down and they shut down the Long Island Railroad and Penn Central, which goes to upstate New York. Metro North is what they called it. So all the trains in and out of the city in New York, all the roads, all the bridges, all the tunnels were shut down. So you were pretty much stuck Hmm. where you were. So a lot of people don't realize that. I knew people, like my parents lived about six miles uh, from where... Uh, where I worked in downtown Brooklyn. They lived at the other end. So I, after a few hours, they said, if you want to get out of here, get out of here. I walked to my folks' house. Hmm. Just started walking about four and a half miles into the walk. Some guy in a van pulls up and says, hey, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going to Bay Ridge. He goes, well, jump in. And he had about 20 people in the van. Wow. And it packed in like sardines. Wow. And all he did, now this is the great things that happened. He said we. I was on his third run. He was running down, getting as close as he could to the bridges that were coming out of Manhattan and just picking up people and taking them out into the boroughs so they wouldn't have to walk. Right. And, you know, that's the kind of thing yep. that happened. Wow. The other thing, I don't know if you have somebody holding John. No, no, it doesn't um, matter. It's fine. We'll give everybody ample okay. time. Keep keep going, John. You're fine. Go ahead. So, I don't know if you knew this, but New York had seven broadcast television stations over the air. That's what I grew up with. A okay. lot of a lot of people okay that's a lot a lot of the older people my parents included had never gotten cable because they never needed it because they had all these tv stations right well the north tower was the main transmitter for all the oh, TV stations okay one wpix out of new york never moved out of the empire state building hmm. but the other, so all the stations, when the power went down to, ta- to the North Tower, tower you know, the first one that was hit, that right. had to, yeah, all the stations went off the air. Except for WPIX. Except for one station. So that one station kind of had the corner on the market, if you would. Well, WCBS was the only station that maintained a backup transmitter at the World Trade Center. So they were able to come back on within about an hour. Okay. But all the others and all the other networks and everything else, it took them three or four days to find alternate sites, right? To get transmitters back uh, up, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know you don't realize that. No, we were talking Friday, Friday about communication. Yep, all the communication went out. Yep, radio stations that broadcast from the top of the World Trade Center went off air. The ones that were coming out of other places, whether it was out of New Jersey or Long Island and stuff, they were still on the air because they didn't go off the air but the big thing 
was communication was at a standstill, mm-hmm. and they shut the city down. Mm. And, like, I went to work the next day. They had opened the subways up by then. But there were National Guard, military police from the New York National Guard, with M4s and m 16 I think they were still using M16s, but at every subway station, two or three of them, in addition to a couple of cops. Hmm. Fully armed, loaded, hmm. magazine in the, ma- you know, right. magazine in the weapon. They weren't playing. Right. I mean, right. you know, the only, the only thing they didn't have on were helmets, but what was interesting is they all had them hanging off their canteens which is something we used to do in the military. If you didn't have to wear your helmet, you hung it off your canteen because it was the easy place to hang it. Sure. But, uh, you know, and the only other thing is I knew a guy who was a New York City cop. He was a sergeant. I went to grammar school with him. And he went on the job in 81. So he was just coming up on his 20. And because of the way the New York City pensions worked, he, he made so much money after 9-11 because... They were on 16-hour days, no days off, for four weeks before Mm. they started. They went to six days a week, 12-hour shifts. So he made so much overtime that he had to retire because his pension would never be that good again. So in his, you know, but he was, uh, you know, he said he didn't see his wife and kids for like almost four weeks because he just... They got off after 16 hours, and they all just slept in the bunk rooms in the station houses. Took a shower, put a clean uniform on, got something to eat, went back to work. Amazing. You know, a lot of the guys, yep. I knew that. Same thing yep. with the fire department. They yep. spent most most of their time. But what had everybody scared was not the first attack. Everybody was afraid another one was coming. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the things we didn't know. And then the last thing was... Erie is about an hour after it happened. There were they uh, Air Force fighters doing figure eights over the top of Manhattan mm. for the next like week. Wow! Constant. You could look up, and somewhere over New York City, there was a you know a, a pair of fighters doing amazing, figure eights and amazing, flying you know constantly. Right, right. And I just hope, as all of us, and I've gotten a lot older now, that we've learned enough that we don't let that happen again. I sure hope so. I sure hope so, John. I agree with you. I hope so. Hey, John, is Richard going to be on at 4? He will be. Yes, sir. Just ask him how the Broncos did yesterday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) We'll be talking about it. No worries. John, thank you, by the way. Appreciate you. Thank you, man, very much. I appreciate it. Kathleen, hang tight. I'm going to take another break. We'll come back, give you plenty of time as well. K&R Home Transitions is next. Two realtors for the price of one. Find them at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. K&R Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. 
K&R knows your market. They know what sells and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. All right, Premier Home Remodels, they will help you with your project beginning to end. Even if you're just in the conceptual end of it, give them a call and have them help you out. That's what they're doing for me, and we're well underway now. So give them a call. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels is the full-service remodeling company for your individual needs. Remodeling your home does not have to involve tearing down your entire house or even half of your home. Premier Home Remodels will work with you on any remodeling idea you have regardless of the size, as they want to build long-term relationships with all their customers. They can help you complete a small remodel now, even if it is only your kitchen cabinets, while assisting you in planning for the future home you want when you want it. Premier Home Remodels will guide you to your end home goal and will incrementally work with you towards your dream home. With Premier Home Remodels over 50 collective years of experience, they can handle any size remodeling project. And they want to earn your trust by offering a free consultation and evaluation so you can decide together what is best for your home. To start the conversation for your home remodel, go to klzradio.com remodel. All right, for all your HVAC needs, it's Cub Creek Heating and AC, 303-656-5467, or find them at klzradio.com. Father and son, Doug and Hunter, and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC know what good old-fashioned integrity means. They've been in business since 1997, and they approach service the same way they did when they started. They look at every job like it's their own home because they always want to be sure they can sleep at night with a clear conscience. They don't go for upsells. They give you options, and you can decide what's right for you. Cub Creek breaks down your charges in an itemized list while they're in your home to avoid surprises. That's why when people want a second opinion on their HVAC needs, they call Doug and Hunter at Cub Creek Heating and AC. And most importantly, Doug and Hunter are not only technicians, they are craftsmen, and they take incredible pride in their work. That's why they're proud, exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Contact Doug and Hunter of Cub Creek Heating and AC today by going to klzradio.com HVAC. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Kathleen in Boulder, you are next. Oh, thank you, John. Um, My daughter was working on Varick Street, lower downtown, and they heard the first plane. The whole team did. Hmm. And so they went to the window to look out, and they watched the second plane fly into the building. Wow. So it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, several... You know, several thousand or millions, as Joe said, eyewitness accounts of that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And in the summer before, I had booked a flight to go out there in October, which I still did. The plane was empty flying into mm. LaGuardia, and I um, was able to be with her, listen to her stories, and then I found some professional help for her to mm. process what she saw properly mm. so she could get grounded and continue in her work sure but i just cannot imagine 
standing at a window and watching that happen and then finding uh, out months later, you know, what was going on. Um, just, how should I say, Kathleen, just utter bewilderment on, a, on, the, on, you know, on parts of a lot of us. And I can't imagine, you know, being, I mean, I remember what it was like just being out here in Colorado and watching a lot of those things you know, transpire and going through the day and really not even knowing, you know, where are we going as a country and so on. I can't imagine, you know, her, folks like John from Cheyenne that were really close to what was going on. I just can't imagine that. I agree. I agree. And so while I was there, when she was busy, I walked downtown and walked around, Hmm. saw those ribs sticking up in the air. And that's a sight you'll never forget. Yeah, and again, those of us that weren't there in person like you, we just saw things through, you know, images, videos, things like that. I was reminded of some of this last night. There was a 60-minute special, and I don't normally watch 60 Minutes, but I did want to catch the early portions of it last night because they were interviewing a lot of the folks that were there and interviewing a lot of the folks in the fire departments and police departments where they, you know, they had, you know, brothers and, you know, lifelong friends that lost their lives that day and, and what was amazing, Kathleen, is even the the testimony of, you know, they were, reporters were asking, you know, did any of the firemen, did any of the people, police, any, anyone, any, any of the rescue workers that were there that were going into the building, did anybody hesitate at all knowing that they may not be coming back out of the building? And Kathleen, it's just, it's amazing, uh, you know, the human fortitude, these, these men and women basically saying, you know, no, none of them hesitated at all. They took their orders. They did exactly what they were trained to do. Not a one of them thought twice about going in and not coming back out. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and not saying that that doesn't happen in other countries, but Kathleen, that doesn't always happen in other countries. That's the difference between us as Americans and other countries. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And all of those bright kids all left. They grabbed their stuff, ran down the stairs from the building, and walked home and cried, she said, the whole way. And every time they passed a window that had a television on, she said she briefly watched and she realized what was going on. Wow. Amazing. What a story. Kathleen, thank you. Thank her also, and, and just appreciate you so much. Thank you, too. You're very welcome, Kathleen. And again, some of the stories that I you know, not to be a big, you know, Debbie Downer today by, by you know, all means that wasn't the case, but not to forget, I think as Joe said earlier and John from Cheyenne a moment ago, you know, let, let's not forget and not allow this to happen again. And as I opened up today, I really want to make sure, and I stress this heavily coming into this, I know uh, Don Crawford Sr. did exactly the same thing. And you can tell we're all in great company here, uh, not only on my program, but others as well. And let's not forget what caused this. It was literally the hate for the infidel, Christian Americans, the hate for us that caused this in the first place. Let's not forget that. Now, that is not something you're going to hear on Nine News tonight, by the way, or Nine News today at all. You're not going to hear any other type of news organization say what I just said. It won't come out. It'll be everything else under the sun, but it won't be what really happened. Now, is that a conspiracy? No, it's just the fact that people don't want to admit that there's another ideology, because I don't call Islam a religion. It's, an, it's a political ideology, and it's what caused what happened on 
Now, some would say, well, John, why don't you call it a religion? Because it's a cult. It's not. And it's really not even... It is a cult, but it's so different than most cults because it's a cult that wants to take over the world. It's a political ideology that wants to take over the world. If you don't believe me, go research it. Sorry. Sorry if I'm stepping on toes, but not. Go look it up if you don't believe me. I've talked about that in depth throughout this program the last 10 plus years. I've interviewed you know multiple people. We haven't really done much of that of late because, frankly, they haven't been in the news much. Does that mean that they've given up and they're not still working against us? Don't kid yourself. They sure are. Why haven't we heard from them much? That I don't have an answer to. I really don't. Maybe because they can kind of look back and say, you know, these knuckleheads are good at, they don't need our help. They're good enough at destroying their own country. They don't need our help. Maybe that's it. I don't know, folks. I really don't. And I'm not laughing about the last part of what I just said. We are really good at just screwing things up ourselves. Put the right political party in play, and we're pretty good at it. We don't need much other help. And no, I'm not joking about that or laughing. It's not funny. That party would love nothing more than to see the demise of this country, and they do every single thing they possibly can to tear it down, and are, as we speak. When you've got politicians, much like our own vice president, who can compare 9-11 to J-6, what does that tell you, folks? And I hate to tell VP Harris there is no comparison. None whatsoever. They're not even in the same category, nor should they be in the same sentence. But yet we have politicians, those that are on the left, that would compare the two. Not even close to being the same. We had J6 individuals that very much want to see our country go back to the way it should be and have that political ideology that believed in the Constitution, didn't like the way things were headed, Am I siding with them saying they should have broke into the Capitol and did what they did? No, I am not saying that. I've said that numerous, numerous times. Had I been on the grounds that day, would I, would I have entered the Capitol? No, I would not. There's been folks I've interviewed on this program that were there that day that left, that said, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. Now, am I ditzing those that did? No, that was a choice they made on their own. I'm just saying I would not have made that choice. But I want to make sure that we're not forgetting what happened on 9-11, and I by no means am going to compare January 6th to September 11th. They're not even close to being the same. Not even close. we got a call coming in. Let me take another break real quick so we can get things caught up. American National Insurance is next. Paul Lewinberger, my good friend, would love to help you with all of your insurance needs. He'll sit down with you, compare things, and show you how to save money. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. 
Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, Chuck and Eaton, I got a couple minutes. Is all. Go ahead, sir. Yes, I just wanted to share a close-to-home kind of story. Um, my wife's brother worked at a, uh, a satellite office out of Des Moines, Iowa, in one of the twin towers mm. uh, where his his yeah where his company was located. Right. Um, and he left the building, got on a plane, and the plane was diverted. And you know why? Mm. Uh, he went back to the site, and he was unemployed. His entire company was wiped out. Wow. On on that, uh, and we had a niece that worked in the restaurant at the top floor and she hadn't been home to visit her mom for over 10 years. And she got the premonition just to go home and visit mom that week. Wow. So she was not at the restaurant. Amazing. Week. Amazing. So providence on both of yep. them. That's a members. fact. That's a fact. Wow. Wow. That sends chills up and down my spine, Chuck. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I just wanted to share. Your I appreciate that, thank Chuck, very you. much. No, thank you. And you know, uh, other folks, unfortunately, didn't have that same premonition and didn't have those same fortunate events and were there in the towers that day. And let's not forget the, the number again. And no, I'm not including the terrorists in this. There were 19 of them. 2,977 souls gone that day. And some of them, as I was listening to what was going on on 60 Minutes last night, you know, some of them horrific deaths it did not go well for some of them and let's not forget that and let's again not forget at the end of the day what caused all of this and no it wasn't some conspiracy it was islam itself the hate for judeo-christian values the hate for america that caused this to begin with you can sum it up any other way you'd like but bottom line That's it, folks. We'll be back. Another couple hours coming your way. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.